I'm sales team turnaround specialist, Jeremy DeMerchant. And each week I bring sales leaders like you, experts and insights that will help you level up your leadership, motivate like a master, and ultimately crush your comp plan. If it's time to raise the bar on your team's performance, then it's time for Sales Team Rescue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Sales Team Rescue. I'm your host, Jeremy Demerchant, and today we are episode number 83, and we're talking about what it looks like to partner with an enrollment specialist. Now, uh, I'm bringing up this topic because I was interviewed earlier today for a future coming summit, so you're going to get a sneak peek a little bit here. Um, if you're not involved with the summit, the um, the group coaching summit that Milana Lashinsky is hosting. Um, but some of the topics that came up um, forced me to think about things in a different way, and I wanted to share those with you today because I feel like there are people here, uh, you specifically, um, that may might be in a situation where you're building a business you maybe it's a coaching business, maybe it's some other kind of business, and there's a launch that can uh, that could be driving a bunch of sales for you, but you don't want to be the person doing all the sales yourself. This is sort of like the the stepping stone between getting a sales team and it's partnering with somebody that's good at sales. Uh, now the challenge here is that it's not the uh, it's it's not a unicorn. Okay, this person that comes into your business is not going to be. This unicorn that is phenomenal at sales that's just magically going to pop in and make everything better without any effort from you. Okay, that's just not the reality. What's actually probably going to happen, and we'll go through some steps today about what you need to think about if you're in that situation, you're thinking about it, um, thinking about what you need to have in place first, what you need to have in place during the time that they're there, um, and what who, who they need to be. So that's what I want to dig into. The first thing, though, is that just know this. Bringing on one sales rep into your team will not change your entire business. In fact, if you've been the one doing your sales for your business um, for the past few months, past few years, whatever it might be, then what will happen when somebody else takes over is your sales are actually going to drop. And I wish that I could tell you that that wasn't the case, but that is the case. And the reason is, is you have something that a friend of mine, Jeremy Pope, refers to as founder's fuel. And what that means is that because you've been in this business for so long, because you have all the experience, you know the ins and outs, you are, you've got this fuel that allow you to answer any questions and, and combat almost any response or objection with confidence. You've got founder's fuel. And that's not something that you can just instantly go and drop into somebody else's mind because they show up and say they're going to do sales for you. So there's a process to that. But what I want to share today is the four stages that you need to kind of prepare for when it comes to partnering with an enrollment rep. So this is, again, if you don't have a sales team and you want to start one, um, this is what I want you to think about. So the first one is you need to assess to see if your process is scalable. Okay, do you've got a do you have a saleable, saleable, scalable sales process? Um, and there's a couple pieces within this. One is lead flow. Okay, how much lead flow do you have? Do you have enough lead flow that if you bring somebody on, on a commission basis, there's enough calls coming in, and you're, they're going to be able to close enough sales that's going to make it worth their time for being totally dedicated to you for the duration of your launch, or maybe you want them to stay on ongoing, right? But do you have enough leads? Do you have enough appointments that'll get booked 
for them to have those calls? That's question number one, because most people don't. And until you've got that figured out, I wouldn't look at an enrollment specialist to partner with. I would look at making sure that your process is optimized while you're making your sales and then bring somebody in when you've got the pieces sorted out, to be honest, okay? Um, Two is the earning potential. So the compensation plan, what's the commission plan look like? If you do want to bring somebody on and you've got low leads and you can get away with doing some kind of base, uh, but you want to make sure that you're working on this lead gen component because if you're paying a base and no sales are being made, you're burning cash and you don't want to burn cash as a business owner. Uh, The third part in this section is, do you have the ability to give them access to content? Now, I've been in a lot of scenarios where I was on teams or worked with teams that were selling somebody else's product. And um, there is this window of time that people take to get up to speed on the content. Now, you might think, well, they just need to sell it. They don't need to see the content. Well, maybe. uh, But if it was me hiring somebody to do sales for me, I want them to know enough about the product that they can clearly and most importantly, confidently answer anyone's questions or concerns about the actual content. They don't need to get into all the nitty gritty and they don't need to go like step by step through the modules and things like that. But if somebody has a specific question, like maybe, um, maybe someone's coming to me saying, Hey, I'm looking for a sales program that is actually focused on managers and specifically around how to do one-on-one meetings with reps on my team. Well, I need my sales rep to know that yes, um, within the program, there's actually an entire dedicated stream for becoming a sales manager or becoming a better sales manager. And that one of the components we cover in detail is how to have these one-on-ones, not just um, an ongoing regular one-on-one, but the the ad hoc ones, the um, the ones where you're you know going through uh, like a call audit or reviewing quality, things like that. Um, all these pieces are covered in the modules uh, when it comes to the, the manager training. Okay, so all that's covered, but they need to know that because if that's a deal breaker, I do not want them to say, you know what, that's a great question. Let me double check that. If they don't know the answer, then that's a better answer than... Um, than just making it up on the fly and potentially being wrong. But I want them to know what's in there. I want them to be able to reference it. So uh, some of the launches that I've been on when I first started my career, uh, not my career, but at least my business, uh, one thing that I did was I was hired on to do sales for launches for people. And it was a great way to network. But every single time as a sales rep, I got access to the actual content. So a lot of them, they were like $2,000 programs, for example, um, and I would just be given the login so that I could go through the content, consume it, be able to speak to it. And as a business owner, if you're thinking right now, I don't want to give the sales rep the program for free. I'll tell you, you're not. Actually, what you're doing is you're giving them the program in exchange. They're studying it for you so that they can close more sales for you. Okay, so you're not giving it to them for free. The other part is do your best to shift your your focus away from um uh, a mindset of, of lack, uh, like it's, it's not a big deal. If you get them access to your program, the, the, don't look at it as a lost sale. Look at it as a gain team member. Okay. Super important. You want to make sure that they understand the information. So you want to give them access um, and you want them to go through, like encourage them, let them know if, I mean, if there's a way you can quiz them on it, do that. I mean, don't uh, like, cause they're going to be quizzed with the questions. So get them to know the ins and outs 
The other part is this. You want to make sure that the, the role that you're hiring for, you've got clearly defined. So do you want a sales rep like a closer and people are going to just book into their calendar? Or do you want um, a, a sales development rep or a business development rep who's going to go out and find potential clients? Because it's a whole different kettle of fish. Okay, so when I say enrollment specialist, um, I'm referring to someone that might call themselves a closer. Um, and essentially, appointments show up in the calendar, they do the calls, and then they do the follow-up. and continue to follow up with people until ideally they close. Okay? So that's what I mean in this context. But you want to be clear because if you're if you bring somebody on who is a closer or um, an aroma specialist, and you're saying, "Great, um, here's a list of people that I want to have called," they're going to go, "What? It's just not going to align with them. They didn't wouldn't have expected it unless you've said this up front." Usually, this closer role is that they show up um, for a scheduled call and then do the follow up from there once they've had some kind of connection with the person. Okay. Um, if you do have a big database of people, I would encourage you to find someone or bring on someone who is a sales development rep or business development rep to go back through that list to initiate new conversations with the, the enrollment specialist. Okay. So separate those roles. If you have this big list and that's going to be your source of leads, bring someone in that can do those calls that can connect with people really, really quickly, um, and can inspire them to want to actually jump on the call with your enrollment specialist. Uh, and the final part of this section, this again is all about whether or not you've got a saleable sales pro- scalable sales process. Um, it's the narrative. And by narrative, I mean, what's the client journey? Do you have it mapped out in a way that you can, you could draw it on a whiteboard for someone to look at? You can say, yeah, most people start either here or here and they go down, they get to this point and then the, the client journey kind of merges into this one linear experience. And here they get this email, here they get this video, here they, you know, and you go through. And then this is the point where they might jump on a webinar and then here's where they book. Or this is where there's just a video on a static page and they click the button below and they book from there. Okay, so get really clear on that client journey um, or as I'm referring to it as the narrative. And the reason why I call it the narrative is because the that section that I talk about, that scalable sales process, I've used the um, the acronym LEARN. Okay, lead flow earning potential, access to content, world definition, and narrative. Learn. Okay. That's the, these are the pieces that you need to know if you are in a place to bring somebody on to partner with. Second section is about them. Okay. And that section is really about like, who is, who are you looking for? Who's this opportunity for? And uh, there's three pieces here. One is who's aligned with your brand. You don't necessarily want to bring on somebody who is a specialist at selling, um, say, steak knives door to door. Okay, Cutco is a fantastic company, very recognizable uh, in the direct sales space. You go to the door, you knock on, you sell the the, the knives, fantastic quality. Um, and if you look up the book Giftology, uh, the author of that. Uh, was a long-time Cutco sales rock star. But the person that does that might not be the right fit to go and sell your yoga training program. Maybe. I mean, maybe not, right? Uh, but, or someone that is has a background in coaching might not be the best person to go out and sell your software, right? So you want to make sure that they're aligned, that they understand um 
like exactly what it means to help somebody make this decision. Okay. And I don't talk about this much in the show, but sales is really coaching somebody through a decision. That's what sales is. Helping them see that they need to make some kind of decision. Yes or no. Ultimately it doesn't matter. Obviously we want them to say yes to buy the product, but if it's not the right fit, no is a great response too. We want to coach them through that decision, making sure that they're assessing all the pieces. So make sure they're aligned with your brand. Okay. That's really, really important. Uh, two is make sure they're a natural connector. You want to make sure that you can build this relationship because this is going to be one of the first people that your future client or customer is going to engage with. So you want them to be someone that, that connects, that can listen and help people be heard. That's the feeling people want. They want to feel like they've been heard and they want to feel like we've got them, like we've got them covered, we've covered their backs. So you want this natural connector. And then three uh, for this section is the driven to help others. So someone that's not just in it for the money, trust me, you get closers that have good, good results, they are going to bring up the calculator. They're going to assess um, what that comp plan looks like. But you also want to make sure that they really do want to help people. Because if that's not the priority for them, they might just push a little too hard on the sales side for the sake of making the sale. Not saying that's the case all the time, but it very well may be the case um, if you don't first confirm that they're in a place where they just want to help other people. Okay. So that's the second part. And that acronym is AND. Okay. Aligned with your brand, natural connector, driven to help others. Uh, part three is what does this enrollment specialist need to know? What do they need to know once they get in? So you, you, you're clear that you're ready. You found the right person. Now, what do we need to have ready for them? Well, one, you need to be able to clearly articulate your solution to them. You need to be able to provide the, the outcome or the transformation that's going to come from the program that you're selling. Okay. They need to know what that outcome is because, or what that outcome is because the, uh, what they're selling is the outcome. Okay, people don't buy an air conditioner because they want a big, uh, a big thing blocking their window. No, they want an air conditioner because they want to feel cooler and have ongoing temperature control. Okay, you're selling the outcome. People don't want sneakers because they, well, they might. <laughs> people don't want sneakers because they want some piece of material between them and the ground. But people don't buy, um, <clears throat> like, people don't buy Nikes just because they need to protect their foot. People buy Nikes because they feel like, one, it's a good quality shoe and it's durable. Okay, you can argue me with that if you want, but people feel that way. Um, two is there's something, there's still a feeling of, um, of community. When you have a Nike sneaker on and you know other people, you got Nike Run as part of the community, like all these health apps that are tied in. So there's outcomes that are tied in with buying Nike shoes. Um, so... This is the outcome that you're selling. So if your coaching program is how to double your sales in 12 months or less, that's the outcome. But the, the, the person that's coming through your pipeline, coming through your sales process, needs to understand what that's going to look like for them. So you need to be able to make sure that your enrollment specialist understands what that process is, what the ultimate solution is and what the transformation is that's coming from the program so that they can communicate it effectively. Okay, number two is they need to be an evangelist. 
And what that means is, in short version, they need to drink the Kool-Aid. They need to be as bought in as you are. Now, they'll probably never be quite as bought in, but you want them to be into it. You want them to experience it. And that's why earlier we talked about making the program accessible to them. Let them see the results. Let them see what's being taught. Let them experience some shift for themselves. Okay, and, and this is why you should be bringing them in well in advance of a launch. They want to experience it because they need to drink that Kool-Aid. They need access to the content because they need to have that access to that enthusiasm that comes from the impact your course or your program creates. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Uh, number three, under what they need to know, is the language of the brand. Really, really important. If you're talking to a professional audience. Don't say sweet in your sales conversations unless you're discussing uh, the taste of some kind of dessert. Okay. I go, man, that's sweet. It's not going to land with the, with the C-level audience if that's who you're working with. Okay. So be aware of that. Also, if you're speaking to doctors, uh, understand the language they want to hear versus if you're speaking to high school students. Right, different lingo, different language. Sweet is going to be a regular word in a conversation with somebody in, in high school or maybe even in their 20s. But sweet is not going to fit if your target audience is a professional uh, corporate person in their 40s and 50s. Right? They want to make sure that aligns. So understand the language of the brand. What are the languages that you use? And by language, I, I don't mean necessarily um, English, French, Spanish, German, whatever. But I mean is what are the words used? And for example... Uh, in my world, we talk about, you know, the, the show is called Sales Team Rescue. Um, I'm mapping out a program right now called High Performance Sales Teams. We, things that we don't talk about very often, or we try not to say because it doesn't really align with the brand, is um, we try not to refer to people as leads very often. Sometimes we refer to leads as in how we're create how how we're managing this piece of the process, but I will not in in conversation I won't refer to your potential client as a lead. For the most part, because they're a person, they're not just a, a data point, right? They're a person. So, and for you, they're a potential customer, a potential client, or a future customer, future client. Um, another example is. What do you call your enrollment specialist? Is this uh, you know, the membership specialist, the enrollment specialist, the, um, uh, it could be a liaison, customer liaison, an account manager, right? All these different names. Get clear on what you want the person to refer to themselves as and what you're going to refer to them as. Um, there, and there's lots of other examples like, um, and I should have had this listed out, but like, do you, well, actually it, does the, the, when you're talking to these people on the phone or in video calls and they are, um, prospective clients or customers, which word do you use? I often will say client or customer because the audiences are different, but I can still speak to both. But what is it? Is, it, is somebody uh, going to be a client? Are they going to become a customer? Are they going to be a member? Right? What language do you want to use? Because you want all that to be aligned. If there's content that they just consume through a webinar or a video, you want to make sure that the enrollment specialist is literally speaking the same language, the same words for that consistent experience. Okay, So that's 
language. Um, and the last point here is logic. They need to know the technical components of the program. So not just the content, but what logistically, what's there? What are the different options? Um, so if somebody says, hey, are there live calls? Is there digital resources? Um, do we have templates? Do we have, like, depending on obviously what the program is, what pieces come with it? What are the logistic, uh, logistics of the delivery? Do I need to log on? Can I log in from my phone, my laptop, my desktop, uh, my tablet, whatever? My watch. Can I log in from my Apple Watch? You know, um, <clears throat> Understand what's accessible here and what people need to do to, to get that access. Understand that, hey, there's a weekly call and it's a requirement. Oh, okay, well, that makes a big difference. Or it's a weekly call, it's recorded, you don't need to be on there live, but it's an opportunity. Great. Okay, understand all the logistics. So that's under what they need to know. Um, and the acronym I've got there is CELL. Solution, Evangelist, Language, and Logic. Okay. And finally, the last section um, is basically how do they close the sale? This is the, what's the process that they go through? So first is the financial options and impact. How, what pricing options do you have? Is there a full pay? Is there... Um, a payment plan? Is there some other form? Uh, can you just take, do you have to do credit card through the website? Can they take it over the phone? What are the, the payment options? How do they essentially take the money? How do they collect the payment, the investment, so that your client or customer can actually come on and be onboarded? Um, two, assets and resources. So what marketing collateral do you have that you can have them send out? What testimonials, what case studies, uh, what frequently asked questions can they get access to so that they can reference it instead of having to stumble and get back to somebody? Okay, make sure those assets and resources are available. Um, I was on a sales call last night. Um, somebody was selling me. And uh, I said, look, can you give me this in, in a visual way so I can go and, and think about it? Uh, because I process data in a way that I want to visualize. I want to see all the pieces because if somebody's just telling me uh, what's going on and all the pieces that they're going to give me, I have a hard time retaining that with just in my head. I need to see it. And that's going to help me process and see if what's built in aligns with where I want to go, how fast I want to get there, um, and what I want the end result to be. Okay, so uh, that's the assets, assets and resources. The next piece is support and communication. And one thing that I love, and I've had really, really good luck with this uh, when I was doing a lot of closing gigs in the past, is during a launch, you want to have a way for the enrollment specialist to ask you, as the founder, questions. You must be able to ask questions, because if they can't, then you're going to have sales get stalled out. So what's the support and the communication that's available? Are they messaging through Slack? Um, do you have uh, something set up in some other software teamwork or whatever? Maybe you're just texting back and forth. That's fine. But make sure there's an open channel so that they can ask the questions on the fly. So if they have somebody on the phone, they can get an answer. And set the expectation, hey, you know, after this time, I'm not going to be available. Um, so you're going to have to get back to them. But keep that communication channel open, or at least have the communication around that channel, uh, be very transparent. Okay. And the final part is clear expectations or targets as I had them listed. So everybody goes into this launch and to any launch, you know, planning to do the best that they can. And then things happen, right? I've never seen a perfect launch end to end. 
So things will happen. Things will go sideways. Conversion will be what they think. Uh, <clears throat> some link will be broken in that gets sent out through the email system. Uh, <clears throat> lots of things can go sideways. And that's okay. That's just normal. But you want to make sure that there's targets set, targets in mind. Because if you've got those targets in, uh, in the mind of your enrollment specialist, they're going to just drive for it. They're going to see that target. Okay, this is where I want to go. This is where I want to be. And the thing is, when you set targets... This is the beauty of having an enrollment specialist who understands sales, who actually is an enrollment specialist. Is when you give them their target, the first thing that they will do, if you're not directly in front of them, or or the first thing they do as soon as you're not in front of them, is they will calculate their paycheck based on achieving that bonus. And suddenly it's not just 300 people enrolled, it's whatever that commission check would be on that. That's the deal. That's the bonus of having these, this type of person in that role. And so you might want the 300 from a revenue perspective or the impact perspective. They want the 300 because they want the bonus check. Um, and they also want to make sure that the right people are coming in, right? They want the right people in the mix, the right people to be successful, the right people to be retained, right? Retention is a huge thing. You want to make sure that the person that you're bringing in as an enrollment specialist understands how to identify someone who's a good fit who, and those who aren't. So those are the three or the four stages. Um, <clears throat> scalable sales process, which is about, are you ready? The opportunity, which is who you're looking for. What do they need to know? And how do they close the sale? Uh, so I've broken these down. And if you write these out and it's a lot, I know this is like breaking all the rules of marketing, but ultimately I've got, I think it's 16 different steps, but if you write them down, it goes learn and sell fast. <clears throat> you write that down. Okay. Learn is lead flow, earning potential, access to content, role definition, and narrative. That's learn. And Align with your brand, natural connector, driven to help others. Okay, and the next one is sell. Solution, which is your outcome. Evangelist, they need to be, a, they need to drink the Kool-Aid. Language of the brand and logic. What's the technical components of the program? And then finally, fast is F, financial options and impact, assets and resources, support and communication, and targets. Okay. Learn and sell fast. If you can write those down, um, it's a lot to remember. I get that, but <clears throat> there's a lot of pieces to this and I don't want to uh, make the mistake of making you feel like it's easy. It's simple, but it's definitely not easy. And this is why not everybody's going out, grabbing a single total rockstar enrollment specialist and knocking launches out of the park, because there's a lot into getting the right person, finding the right person, training the right person and creating the environment where they feel confident they're closing their sales and they're going to be able to create this great momentum. So I wanted to share those things with you for a couple reasons. One, I want to make sure you know when you're ready. And if you're not sure, book a call with me, go to salesteamrescue.com, scroll to the bottom. There's a calendar there, book a complimentary a call with me. We'll dig into where you're at, see if you're ready to bring on an enrollment specialist, see if you're ready for a whole team. We'll go from there. Um, the other reason why I want to bring this 
to your attention is, although I talked a lot, I've been going on for like 27 minutes now, but the, the key piece here is the preparation, like understanding all the pieces that you need to make them successful. So it's not, there's, are you ready? And then there's, what do you need to be ready? And outside of the consistent lead flow is probably, that's probably the toughest part. But once you're there, just think about what somebody needs to sell. And it's, you need to be able to get out of your own head because you know it inside and out and they're not going to. And so what do they need? What access to content? Uh, what resources? What cheat sheets? What, um, you know, what's the outline? Free, all, like basically all the frequently asked questions. If you can come up with a list of frequently asked questions about your program, and make it as big as you can, as long as you can, then you are definitely one step closer to being able to bring somebody on to do these sales for you. Okay. So that's it for today. I appreciate your time. Uh, And that was learn and sell fast. That is the model to partnering. The learn and sell fast framework is what I've technically called it uh, for effectively outsourcing your program sales or partnering with an enrollment specialist. Okay, guys. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm your host, Jeremy DeMerchant. Remember to catch this replay and previous replays, go to salesteamrescue.com. If you want to catch the link to the podcast, go to salesteamrescue.com. And if you want to book a call with me, whether it's your own sales team assessment call, or you just want to jump on it and talk through something and figure out what direction you want to go in from a sales team perspective, go to salesteamrescue.com and scroll to the bottom and fill that out. And we will see you right here on Headspace TV next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Remember guys, get uncomfortable, get results. Cheers. Thanks for joining me. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find more episodes and a link to join our online community over at salesteamrescue.com. If you haven't already, be sure to hit subscribe and give the show a review to help us reach more sales leaders like you. If you'd like our support in creating your own high-performance sales team, book a call with us at salesteamrescue.com. 